0: Everything I have is yours, and everything you have is mine, and I am glorified in them. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I was protecting them by your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them is lost except the son of destruction, so that the scripture may be fulfilled. Now I am coming to you, And I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy completed in them. I have given them your word. The world hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I'm not praying that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. This is part of Jesus' high priestly prayer. The the prayer that he says basically right before he's taken and executed. The the, the prayer that he makes on our behalf and on the behalf of his disciples. And here he's praying about his, um, his current disciples, but I think that gets handed over to us as well and he begins by saying everything I have is yours and everything you have is mine and I am glorified in them speaking of the fact that you are his and and you are God's that because Christ has taken possession of you therefore God has taken possession of you so that so that Christ has possession of you that means all the other things that try to possess us that try to take us captive are not truly our masters, are not truly in charge, they are not our lords, no matter how much we deify them and grant them deity status and, and how much they take that from us. We, we are our Christ's. And so when we pray, deliver us from evil, that's the first place maybe we need to begin, is that that is going to come true because we belong to Christ and Christ protects his own. I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one." I love that text. Protect them by your name that you have given me. That our protection comes not in us fighting for ourselves, not even in the Father sitting up enthroned in heaven almighty, but our protection comes through Christ, through the name of Christ. And if you remember a few weeks ago when we were looking at God's name, we understood it as it's attached to his reputation. It's attached to what it is that he has done, is doing, and will do, the redemptive work. And so our protection comes through Christ through what he has done, where it says, deliver us from evil. We are begging that God would deliver us in Christ again and again. That even in the current evils that we are in, God would do that work again in Christ. And then he he speaks about how he's guarded us and, and, and kept us as his own, and he will continue to do that. And then finally, verse 14, it says, I have given them your word. I've given them your word. I've given them your promise. I've gifted them the goods of your gospel, handing over the goods, as Dr. Nestigan would say, the the goods of forgiveness of sins in his name, the goods of the freedom that comes to set us free from our own attempts to try and be holy and righteous on our own that we always fail at, our attempts to try and uh, control the world, our attempts to try and be God. And instead, Christ says, No, I've given them your word, your promise, which comes in my name, that they are set free because of me. So all those attempts that we do to try and find our enoughness, our our holiness, our ability to save ourselves, they're only found in Christ, not in ourselves. And so when we pray, deliver us from evil, we are truly praying that we have no power over evil, but Christ does. But Christ does. And then he says, sanctify them by the truth, your word is truth. Truth in the sense that God's word, his promise is true. And that our faith, our trust, is trusting that God's promise is true. When, when When we express our faith in God, we are expressing the fact that we believe that he is trustworthy. That he is one whom we can believe and know that what he says he's going to do, he's going to do. So when he says, I'm going to redeem you, he means it. When he says, uh, you are mine, he means it. When he says, where I am, there you shall be also, he means it. When he says, I am the resurrection and life, though you die, yet shall you live, he means it. And so, when his word comes to us, his word of promise, we say that it's true, because we have to hold on to that. Our faith has to hold on to that, and so when we pray, deliver us from evil, which is what we've been covering this week, we are trusting that he's going to do it, and that actually he's already done it in Christ. Let us pray. Our Father in Heaven, deliver us, we pray, from all manner of evil, whether it touch our body or soul, property or good name. And at last, when the hour of death shall come, grant us a blessed end, and graciously take us from this veil of sorrow to Yourself in Heaven. Through Jesus Christ, Your Son, our Lord. Well, church, go in peace, serve the Lord, and we will uh, see you next week uh, with the last week of our looking at the Lord's Prayer and the readings that we have, and then we'll be starting uh, the uh, old one-year lectionary uh, with the beginning of Advent. We're going to have probably changing up a bit how we do this podcast and what we'll be looking at with that. But with that, I hope you have a wonderful week and we will see you on Monday.